As a boy, um, we used to raise chickens and ducks, geese and rabbits. Um, we had a big garden, a couple big gardens actually, uh, that we, we tended all summer long. And uh, every year we canned beans, pickles, peaches, and pears and put them up for the winter. Uh, we were by no means self-sufficient, uh, but we raised and harvested a lot of our own food. We cut our own wood to heat our house and even our water. Uh, and, uh, and we did almost all of our own home repairs. It was a very rare thing that my, my dad would hire somebody to come and, and fix something at our house. We, we sought to be very self-sufficient. And in that vein of self-sufficiency, my mom taught us kids how to sew. I never was very good at it, uh, but I can sew a button back onto my shirt and I can stitch a seam. It won't be pretty, but it will hold. My mom and dad felt that it was very important for us to be able to take care of ourselves. And my mom in particular felt that that included being able to mend our clothes, even if our skill was rudimentary, very rudimentary. You know, I have learned that a stitch, when uh, applied when the problem is small, can indeed save nine, or in my case, usually 109. It's important to address those little tears when they're small. They're much easier to mend then. But it's not merely cloth that gets tears and needs mending. Hearts get torn and need mending, relationships, lives, even cultures, even churches. Our Old Testament lesson today finds Jeremiah in trouble with God's people because he's been proclaiming God's word to them. He was warning them that their behaviors their idolatry, their sexual immorality, their oppression of the poor, their violence and their greed, all of it had frayed their relationship with God. There would be consequences. Jerusalem would fall. People would be taken into captivity. And as you might imagine, Jeremiah was, well, not very popular in certain circles. But he was called called by God to warn God's people that their sin was tearing their relationship with God apart. There were gaping holes that exposed their sin, the wickedness of their hearts, and their unwillingness to obey the voice of the Lord. And Jeremiah's message uh, to these people was, mend your ways and your deeds and obey the voice of the Lord your God. He wasn't calling them to submit to some foreign God who would place heavy demands on them. He was calling them to return to the God of their salvation. Remember, the heart of Israel's relationship with God was that he had saved them from slavery and made them his own people. And as they strayed from the him, it tore that relationship apart. And Jeremiah is saying, mend these ways. Come back to the Lord your God and the ways that he has shown you to live and to believe. 
Now, sometimes today, as we look at the world, it, it feels like the world's coming apart at the seams, doesn't it? On Friday, we learned that 49 people uh, were massacred in New Zealand because they were Muslims. Somebody decided that was a good reason um, to go in and kill people. In the month of February, 120 Christians were killed in Nigeria. Just about 11 people a day uh, is the statistic that I heard from across Africa because of their Christian faith. The political angst in our country, it's palpable in conversations and on the news and in social media. You know, here in our own community, we, we, we face opiate addictions, human trafficking, rising rates of anxiety and depression and suicide. It's those seams coming apart. And within our own homes, can we feel the fraying there? As we fight with our spouse, our children, is there tears and brokenness as we deal with those that we love? Is there the pain of, of the distance that, that comes in a tear with a loved one who is lost to us, even through death? There are many rips and tears in our lives. And all too often, those rips and tears, they're the result of neglect over the years. Not always, but often. A refusal to apologize. A hurt that, that goes unrecognized. A bit of selfishness that we felt was justified in the moment. Does God's call to Israel Mend your ways and your deeds apply to us today? Is Jeremiah speaking a word to us as well as to the people of Israel? Absolutely. Jesus came and he preached his very first message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. That word repent could very easily be summarized as mend your ways and your deeds. Stop tearing your life apart with sin. But, but notice in our gospel lesson today that Jesus speaks to these people that he was preaching this message of repentance to. And, and he says to them, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you were not willing. This is one of the great dangers that we face in our faith, that when we are called to repent, that we would not come, that we would not turn, that we would not mend our ways and our deeds. He calls us, God calls us to mend our ways and our deeds, and we ignore him. He wants us to hear the message of Christ crucified, the news of his the sacrifice that Jesus made for the forgiveness of our sins, the, the salvation that he's won for us. That word goes out, and the danger is, is that our response is, well, it's nothing. We just kind of, oh. Hmm. We just keep living the way we've always lived. 
Bonhoeffer called that type of a response cheap grace. When he was doing his ministry in the 1940s, that, you know, we come together and, oh, your sins are forgiven. Go, do what you've always done. That's not what Jesus says to us. He warned that that attitude toward God's forgiveness could damage a Christian's faith, life, and witness. There was an Italian monk named Savonarola who wrote in the late 19, late 1400s, do we pass that cross unheeding, breathing no repentant vow? Though we see you wounded bleeding, see your thorn encircled brow? Can we really look at the cross and not change our ways in response to Jesus' love and salvation? And in the first century, St. Paul wrote this, Join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, many walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. We might hear that and think, well, enemies of the cross of Christ, those are the people who persecute Christians. Those are the people who speak out against Jesus and, and, and do all kinds of terrible things in the world. But I would submit to you that this could also very easily mean that we don't take the cross to heart and that we don't allow it to change us to be different. And Jeremiah preached, mend your ways and your deeds and obey the voice of the Lord your God. He's calling us to repent. So how do we do that? It starts here. Confess your sin. Let your sin be sin. Don't try to justify it. Don't try to explain it away. If you want real forgiveness, you need to have real sins. So let your sin be real. And confess it to God and receive the real forgiveness that Jesus has won for us. Examine your life. And see where your your attitudes and your behaviors don't fit with God's word. Don't fit with what he has said to us. And confess it. And receive Jesus' forgiveness. This is exactly why he came and he died on the cross for you and for me. So that as a forgiven child of God, not as somebody who's trying to gain forgiveness, but as one who has already been promised forgiveness and already given forgiveness by God's grace, We come before him and we confess our sins, knowing that we have it in Christ. And then mend our ways in the power of his spirit at work in us. Pray for the Holy Spirit to teach you God's ways. He will. As you live in his ways, some amazing things can happen. When we live as forgiven sinners, as we confess our guilt and our sin, God begins to mend our lives. He brings reconciliation. He teaches us to to love our neighbors. He stitches up the fabric of his church, connecting us together in Christ. He can even bind up the tears that are in the world 
But it all begins with Jesus' forgiveness leading us to repentance, which teaches us to mend our ways and our deeds, to obey the word of our Lord. A word that proclaims forgiveness and renewal to all who will trust in Jesus. Amen.